This week on The Swearwolves, we get into the holiday spirit by discussing a French horror film from 1989, Deadly Games. To the swear wolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Hey, Brett. What's up? Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Please to put the penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got, if you the haven't penny. got a penny, <laughs> if you haven't got the hey penny half penny, you don't have it. Fuck hey you. Penny. <laughs> two weeks away from Christmas Day. A little less than two weeks away when this releases. So fast. Are it's you crazy. ready? Nope. Have you gotten all your shopping done? <laughs> no. At the time of this recording, I haven't done jack shit. <laughs> Have you got all your gift cards bought from the local yeah, I'll probably supermarket. do it like a couple days before uh, Christmas as is tradition. <laughs> I, on the other hand, completed all my wife's Christmas shopping. I, all my shopping for my wife, actually. Nice. Uh, before Thanksgiving, even. Actually, I did too. Well, yeah, you did too. You bought her a, a major gift. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, wife is done. I took care of her. Yeah. She good. The most important person is done. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, not, like, during the whole Taylor Swift uh, Ticketmaster debacle, uh, I was not a casualty yeah. of that. I was able to get through and get tickets for, uh, for my wife and I. So did you? She's very happy. Did you have to do anything special? I had, I had to pre-register for like some sort of pre-sale thing. And then the night before you got a unique code that would only work for you. Um, and mm-hmm. then like when you go to the website, like it asks you like enter your individual code and then you go into a queue, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a virtual waiting room to get your tickets where I sat for probably an hour and a half. And then eventually it was like, okay, it's your turn. Go pick, uh, go pick your seats. And how long did they give you to pick your seats? I think once you selected your seats, then you had like a five or 10 minute timer. But I think I, technically, I think I could have played around in there all day if I wanted to. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, I got decent tickets, but yeah, not not cheap. Ooh. No. 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 <laughs> but that'll be fun. When is that concert? It's in March. Yeah. So she'll have oh. to wait. Not, yeah, but not too far away. Yeah. It'll be here. It's not like she's it. buying tickets for a concert that... Is happening like like uh, when um, Rage Against the Machine happened? Of course, that was a casualty of COVID. But you had uh, tickets to that, and then like two or you, three. Did they ever come back? They ended up canceling, so they got postponed <laughs> like a year. Then they got postponed like another year, and then it was supposed to happen. I think in April or something of 2023, and then uh, a month or so ago, I got an email. It was like it, the the tour's canceled. Here's you're getting Aww. your money back. That sucks. It's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, well. 
I have seen them before, so uh, getting the money yeah. back actually wasn't so bad. I was like, oh, that's fine. I like money too. Yep. I got to pay for these Taylor Swift <laughs> exactly. tickets somehow. <laughs> Did you have to get a part-time job recently, uh, David? Or sell, one sell some stuff? Machines? Exactly. <laughs> blood. You know, one time I did sell blood for Christmas gifts. Yeah. Look at you. I donated. Well, not donated. I sold my plasma when I was yeah, in college. Blood money. Uh, when I was a... Yeah. I bought my sister's Christmas presents Aww. with blood money. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was did like the gift that? of the Magi. <laughs> uh, I did tell them that. I said I sold plasma to get money for this. And they were like, oh, cool. Were they touched? They, they, no tears were shed? They're just like, oh, well, that's, they didn't give a shit. Like, that's weird. You're welcome. Yeah, pretty much. You ungrateful bastard. They're like, I don't even like this. <laughs> what, like, I this? actually already have this is the thing. Sorry. <laughs> Piece of shit. You have the receipt still so I can take it back and get some money? Uh, we were looking through, obviously, holiday movies to do. You know, uh, We used to do two movies per episode. We changed that recently this year. We're down to one movie, which I actually prefer because it gives us time to talk about the one movie and it gives us less time that we have to watch movies. I was going to say, it's made my life uh, immensely easier, so I like it too. It's going to come to the point where I'm like, you know what we should do? We should do one movie per (laughs) three episodes. (laughs) One movie a month. (laughs) While I was watching this movie, I was thinking about how we used to do multiple uh, movies per episode and I had a particularly busy week at work and I was like... I don't know how I would have been able to pull this off if we were still like on yep. that format. I would have died. Yeah, because realistically, we record three episodes at a time. So we usually watch, you know, so we take three weeks off in between. And one of those weeks, we watch the movies. But like realistically, you could watch three movies in a day if you needed to. I've done it in the past when we did more, when we had like nine movies we were watching. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you had to. Yeah. It was like I was watching movies. I was listening to the movie while driving up to your house. I wasn't even watching. <laughs> no, I never like did I got that. The gist. I never did that, but I thought about it. Dude, that was the worst. So sometimes you'd have like three movies, and if they were all three shitty movies, that was a rough yeah. day. You'd just be like, oh, what a, what a slog. Some mornings I would wake up really early before I come over to your house, and I would watch the movie before I came over. And some mornings I would come in, and you'd be like, I'm just finishing up this movie. <laughs> yeah, give me a minute. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have to do that anymore, but uh, we were going through movies and, and we determined that, uh, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of Christmas themed horror movies. There's no shortage. There's just as many Christmas themed horror movies as there are like Halloween themed horror movies. I think there's probably more Christmas themed. There's a lot, which is a good problem to have. But, you know, we only watch these movies like one specific time of year like in December. So it was like, well, let's uh, watch a couple of these types of movies. So next week is our Christmas episode. This week is our uh, pre-Christmas episode. (laughs) So that being said, we were just searching for some movies and uh, came across this one. I believe it's on, I believe I watched it on AMC plus. I did too. I think it's also on shutter, but I watched it on AMC plus shutter AMC are owned by the same company. I think AMC, right? Um, so yeah, uh, if you have AMC plus or you have shutter, you can find the movie deadly games. It's a French film came out in 1990. The actual release date was January 17th, 1990. So right after Christmas, they're like, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. We don't need to conform to people's, uh, uh, viewpoints. Uh, We are the French. We make up our own rules. (laughs) Exactly. What was the number one movie in the theater on uh, January 17th, 1990? <laughs> I'm going with Goodfellas. Goodfellas 
probably one of the my all-time favorite fucking movies mine as well i remember i was obviously really young when it came out so i didn't see it in the theaters <laughs> so you walked out of the theater calling everybody cocksucker and motherfucker and stuff your mom was like Brad, please. i did do that <laughs> i did do that but i was like mom mom i go she painted this picture dogs one dog's going this way one dog's going this way like what do you want from me (laughs) um but anyway uh i remember i remember uh very vividly renting this movie with my sister who was four years older than me she still is four years older than me as a matter of fact (laughs) that's good time hasn't changed that um but we went and my parents went out that night so they were like, you can go rent the movie. So we went and rented Goodfellas. And I remember watching it and just being like, this is one of the greatest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dude, the movie's awesome. That's one, like, anytime it's on TV, I just watch it. Like, yeah, this is what we're watching now. Yeah. A lot of Scorsese films are like that for me. Um, uh, the Departed is another one like that. Where Agreed. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. I can watch this movie anytime. <laughs> that was not the number one film in the theater, however. It should have been. Really good. It probably wasn't out yet. It still should have been number one. The number one movie was actually a movie that carried over from 89. Well, it was fuck. released at the end of 89. <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. I uh, think Oscar winning film around that time. Uh, Oscar winning director nominated. A guy was nominated. Never won. Still has never won an Academy Award. Probably should have. But Oh, I don't know. He likes jumping on couches when he's excited about <laughs> stuff. Tom Cruise. Oh, you 1989 know? Tom Cruise, uh, like Born on the 4th of July or something like that. That's exactly is the it? film. Born on the 4th of July. Yeah, because it came out December 20th. So it was an Oscar. Oh, okay. like, yeah, kind of, we got to get this out before the end of the year. Yep. But yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Well, that's not true. I've seen parts of it, but I've, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen it front to back. You and I were talking about this recently because you and your wife are going through the AFI uh, Top 100 list and trying to check off all these boxes. And you only have like 20 some odd left. And I have like 90 some odd left uh, on mine. And and the weird thing is, is like I worked at a video store for a good portion of my young adult life and I watched a lot of movies. I do a podcast where I review movies. AFI top 100 has like two horror movies and it's silence of the lambs <laughs> and fucking psycho. Uh, well, psycho. Uh, so three. And then the other one, the M night Shyamalan one. Oh yeah. It's six senses. I see dead there. people. Yeah. Six things. So it's got three horror movies on there. I've seen all those. But I've seen a lot of shit movies. And even when I was not doing this podcast, I was watching a lot of shit movies. I was going, <laughs> you know what sounds good? Big Mama's House 2. <laughs> it's like I can watch yeah, that. Like, I could I can watch, watch Citizen Kane. Ski Patrol. I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah. Hot Dog the Movie is on. Yeah. How many weekend movies great. are there? Oh, just two? Well, I'll watch the second one then. <laughs> or i'll watch i'll watch the sandlot again yeah you know because there's movies that i just love you know yeah. the sandlot being one of them Wait, did the fifth beethoven like, uh, movie come out yet <laughs> i need to check that out beethoven's fifth because they're really missing out on something if they don't come out with beethoven's fifth yeah <laughs> um anyway born on fourth of july is probably one of those movies i should see I think though now watching it, I'd probably appreciate it more yeah. than I would have when I watched it when I was if I was eighteen or something. Uh, what was the number one song? I'm gonna go with "Vogue" by Madonna. Come on, it's a big Vogue. song. No, yeah, Greta Garbo and Monroe, Dietrich and, and DiMaggio, DiMaggio. <laughs> Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean <laughs> on, on the, the cover, cover of a magazine. magazine. <laughs> 
yeah, that was a huge song. It was. Spawned the uh, pointy bra meme of Madonna, right? <laughs> That's right. Was it I remember that she popular, though, January 17th? Probably not. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you in just a second, but I, I, you're wrong. <coughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, because I would have told you you were right. Madonna came out with a movie called Truth or Dare. Yes. It was like a documentary. I remember. And I remember being like, you get to see Madonna's boobs in this movie. And I, I was rem- so excited. I remember wanting to see it. My mom being like, absolutely not. Oh, remember she also wrote that book. She wrote that book. That she came out with a book called Six. Sex. Yeah, Sex. Oh, I, I wanted to that. see that book so bad. Me too. I was like, oh. I'm just such a horny teenager. <laughs> it's just like anything. I was like, I got a boner. Yeah. <laughs> January 1990, like I was nine years old. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, yeah, no, I wasn't even 13 yet. <laughs> I wasn't even 13 yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure I had a boner all the time. <laughs> um, but this, the song that was number one in January of 1990 did not give me a boner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, a little song by Phil Collins called Another Day in Paradise. Oh, that song gives me a boner big time. <laughs> You're like, oh, the homeless people on the streets yeah. always does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing really gets me off quite like the plate. She calls oh. out to the man on the street. <laughs> you can see she's been crying. <laughs> sick. Oh, this You're is another day sick. in paradise for me. And my boner. Am I right? You just you get your kicks by driving like through like the slums Skid of Row, like <laughs> cities. Skid Row, you're all, oh, nothing gets me off oh. like Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, another day in paradise. Phil Collins. That's a good song. It's a real tugs at the heartstrings. It, it you is. know, it does. It does. Not as good as Man in the Mirror, but <laughs> on that level. Uh, my mom loved that song, Another Day in Paradise. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. January 1990. January 1990. My mom was like, "Oh, she would have got it right." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Remember, David? Remember, I used to play this song for you all the time, and you got a boner." Yeah. Remember, it was <laughs> really weird. It's really awkward for me as your mother. <laughs> We'd be walking through Sears, and you just have a big old fucking tent yeah, pole going on. If you're wearing sweatpants, so it was really obvious. <laughs> yeah, sweatpants are the worst because you can't do the tuck up. Yeah, yeah, I can't tuck it. It'll just bend down. In 1990, I was probably wearing like MC Hammer pants, super baggy, yeah. very revealing. Zubaz. The only thing that might may have helped me was the pattern on the pants. Perhaps maybe concealed the erection to a certain degree. <laughs> like, is that a fucking uh, zebra stripe? Nope, that's his dick. That's that's his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly Games uh, also goes by the name. Um, Oh, yeah, dial code Santa Claus, because it comes up on the title card yeah. when the movie first starts. Because I had to pause it. I was like, did I yeah. turn on the wrong movie? <laughs> Deadly Games, dial code Santa Claus, game over, hide and freak, or 3615 code Per Noel. Shit. Deadly Games, dial code Santa Claus, whatever it's called, was written by Renee Manzor, directed by Renee Manzor. I'm going to ruin these names, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce them in their French way. This is a French film. Uh, music by Jean Felix Lalane, and which is which is must be the father. Oh yeah, because there's a of, yeah. of the kid. Yep, because his name was Elaine Lalane. 
What, what kind of name? Elaine Lalane. <laughs> He's like, my name's Alan Lalane, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Elaine Lalane. <laughs> uh, uh, Bridget Fossey plays Julie de Fremont. Fremont? Uh, Louis Ducru plays Pappy. Patrick Florsheim plays Le Père Noel, Santa Claus. Elaine Lalane. <laughs> Sounds like someone's calling you. Elaine Lalane. <laughs> Elaine Lalane. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elaine. He plays Thomas. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, Tommy. Plays Thomas. Uh, De Fremont. Uh, Francois Eric Gendron plays Roland. And Stefan Legros plays Pailu. The movie's runtime is 92 minutes. I don't have any budget or box office inter- information for this. Hotbox. 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 This was a hard one to find the hot box for, though, because uh, I bet. didn't have anything to go off of. It was a foreign film. I don't know if it was released in the United States in VHS. And if it was, I couldn't find it. Sure. So I had to go the uh, the Atlas Video German cassette release. Oh, shit. From 1990. Like, and it's all in German, so I'm going to read it in German. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> but I did translate it. Oh, nice. So... <laughs> Uh, you're putting the cart before the horse, David. Uh, uh, but the top of the box reads, Wer glaubt nach an den Weihnachtsmann. Perfect German. You know, I took two years of German in high school. Did you? You're like, so it was perfect, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but uh, I, I probably, and, and I know absolutely zilch. German. You retained nothing. Uh, I didn't retain anything, but good thing for Google translate because, uh, that translates to who still believes in Santa Claus. Ah, that's the top of the box. And then there's an image of uh, a close up of like the killer's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then in front of that killer's eyes is the, the, the kid, our hero kind of standing there in his like Rambo attire. <laughs> <laughs> and then below him like kind of between his legs i mean not in real life like just like a photoshopped image like yeah. a clip art is uh um the santa claus killer he's like standing there okay. and then uh there's a tie there's the title over the movie and it says deadly games nach, mm. which translates to silent night deadly night oh god <laughs> which is kind of weird that's huh? interesting <laughs> yeah uh the back of the box has various still shots from the movie, and then there's a description. Are you ready for this description of the movie? Lay it on me. It reads as, it reads as such. Wieberbart wrote Kaputz <laughs> und Blutiges Messer. Dicer Weihnachtsmann breikt keine Geschenke. Stahlende Augen, Glankenhalles, Lachen und eine Handgranat. Dicer Junge ist keine lichte Bute. Wo Mad Max und Rambo Stammgaste im Kinderzimmer sind, bricht dem Killer der Angstschweib aus. You got all that? I got Mad Max, Rambo, and maybe a hand grenade somewhere in there. <laughs> yes. All of that translates to white beard, red hood, and bloody knife. This Santa Claus doesn't bring presents. Bright eyes, bell-like laughter, and a hand grenade. This boy is not easy prey. Where Mad Max and Rambo are regulars in this child's room, the killer breaks out in fear. 
That's a pretty good back of the box. Yeah, yeah. It, it reveals basically no plot points. <laughs> it's not like Uninvited, where it tells you it tells everything. tells you the entire movie. <laughs> and it's like basically saying, look, this Santa Claus is evil. This kid, he likes Mad Max and Rambo. He's going to put up a fight because he's not easy prey. You yeah. should watch this movie. That's what the movie's about. So this movie um, was released, uh, like we said, in 89, the beginning of 1990. And... Uh, it's very similar. Well, people said it was very similar to a little known flick that came out in 1990 called Home Alone. Yeah. Very similar. You might have heard of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, definitely some similarities. And this movie was first. This movie was first. And the the director, um, Rene Manzor, once threatened legal action because he said they just remade my film. It's not that similar. It's not that similar. It's like <laughs> I, there's a kid at home. And yeah. he sets up traps. Okay. I, I'll give him that much. And like, this kid's not even alone. <laughs> yeah. He's like home alone with grandpa. Yeah. So he's got adult <laughs> supervision and a dog. Yeah. But I will say this. There is some similarities. I doubt that it was like, uh, fucking, like intentional. what's his name? The guy who wrote it, Chris Columbus, who directed it and, uh, who wrote it? The fucking, uh, Oh, John Hughes. John Hughes. John Hughes wasn't watching fucking Deadly Games. Stealing <laughs> knocks. Gives me an idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's enough that you can go, well, that's kind of similar. And if you described it to somebody, like if I had to describe this movie, I'd be like, it's Home Alone, but a horror movie, which is awesome. Yeah. That sounds awesome. We've talked about this in the past. We have. When we've talked about like remaking movies as, as horror movies, Home Alone as a horror movie was, was one of them. And little did we know, Deadly Games existed. But now we, were, we, know. we were so stupid back then. But look at us now. Remember when we were young and stupid? Yeah. Super smart. Super smart. I can speak German now. <laughs> look at you. Do you want me to hear you want me to hear me speak German again? Viberbrock Rote Capuzza. <laughs> I'm so smart, Britt, that I watched this entire movie in French without subtitles. <laughs> I didn't retain anything uh, or understand what was going on. So you'll have to explain. Uh, and I'll just sit back and listen. You know, the funny thing is, is that, um, you probably could watch this movie without subtitles and get the basic, get the gist uh, point. But the thing you'd be missing is the humor. And this movie opens up like the first half of the movie is kind of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of like a child, uh, uh, this kid. Well, let's talk about this kid. We got Tomas. All right. And we'll just call him Thomas. Uh, we got Thomas and uh, he's like a really smart kid. He's like very computer literate. Now we're talking late eighties when this movie came out. So nobody knew shit about computers. Like no, no fucking lay person did at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we thought how computers worked was like how they worked in movies where like you could like tap into the and it just does whatever you fucking Matthew Broderick and war games. Like, Oh yeah. I want to play fucking total nuclear annihilation. This kid was like that, right? Like he's, he's, he's hacking into everything. And I really didn't know that, uh, the Minitel was something. Dude, that blew my mind. I didn't know that either. And I was like, they had so shit like this up? in 1989. I did. Dude, not even 1989, 1980 is when it rolled out in France. That's nuts. So the Minitel, uh, for those of you who don't know, which a lot of you probably do, which, which was dumb, me a few days um, ago, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Minitel was basically France's internet before the internet was even a fucking thing. You could shop on the Minitel. You could pay your bills. Yeah, you, could you could find talk flights. to people. 
could BBS it like fucking message board. Yeah. Like, style. Or like a AOL instant messenger kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could have email, uh, before it was called email, but they had electronic mail, uh, through that thing. So there was a lot of stuff you could do through the Minitel. And I did think it was kind of fun, uh, when Thomas is telling his mom like, Oh, did you know you can contact Santa Claus through Minitel? And the mom is like, <laughs> I don't know about that kind of stuff. You know, she's like, I don't know about technology and everything. (laughs) It's like nowadays we're like, well, of course you can. Like we track him on NORAD through the fucking website (laughs) for Christmas. Anyway, so he's doing the internet thing. Uh, he's got a friend, Pailu, who's a who's a little asshole kid who's like, there's no Santa Claus. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) You're just talking to perverts. Uh, Yep. And, uh, meanwhile, Thomas is like very innocent when it comes to Santa Claus, but he's very intelligent. He's like, yeah, he's really smart, smart, but still believes. And the first time we see Thomas, he's dressing up as Rambo (laughs) with a blade. He's fucking awesome. And a blade and rip off of (laughs) I of the tiger. Like the music that's playing. I was like, holy shit. I did too. But it was just (laughs) slight. Like the note, it was just slightly different. And then when the vocals kicked in, all of a sudden vanilla ice. So weird. Vanilla Ice comes out and he goes, ours goes ding, 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 ding. Theirs goes ding, 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 ding. So it's very different. Hear the difference? But yes, Eye of the Tiger's playing. He's dressing up. He's tying the bandana around his head, putting the war paint on over. And he's got like his Nerf gun and his fake hand grenade. And he's running all over this house doing exactly what I would have done. Oh, yeah. Like pretending like he's, yeah, he's in war. He's got a kick-ass mullet. Did you play? Did oh he's got he's got a sick mullet. <laughs> did you play uh, guns? Oh, growing up, like, yeah, like every day. And with your friends, you would go out and like have your fake M16s yep. and all that kind of stuff. Did you have a gun sound? Oh, like when you were shooting, like was that yours? Probably. It wasn't like bang bang yeah, mine bang was very, bang. No, it was like <laughs> mine was very similar to yours. Mine was like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of like you're saying douche. <laughs> that was my, that was actually kind of my punch sound. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I hit, it was pretty similar, but there was a friend that we used to play with and, uh, uh his dad was the principal of the elementary school. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you had to play with him, <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, his gun sound was this. And I remember talking to my other friends going, what the fuck? Have you ever heard I mean, a gun? I didn't say, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I know mine's not realistic. Mine's going. This is. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh, that's great. I, I know the kid's name too, but I'm not going to say it. But I, I remember that kid. Well, because I remembered his dad. His, his dad was the principal and his mom was the uh, gym teacher. Uh, they mm. were divorced. Mm. Uh, but, uh, so I, I knew them all throughout uh, elementary school and high school regardless. That's what this kid's doing. He's playing guns, but he doesn't have his friend over. He's got his dog. And so he's basically playing like hide and seek with his dog. Yeah. And his dog will go run and he'll go fucking attack his dog and trap his dog. And- so he's got like booby traps and stuff set around the house. He's got the house rigged. Uh, like He's got cameras and he's got trap doors, all sorts of shit. And he's also Let's kind of destroying this. the house a little bit. Well, let's talk about this house for a second. Yeah. Is it even is a, house? It a house? Or is it, it's a castle. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mansion castle thing. It's awesome. His mom, his mom is like the CEO of this company. 
Um, I don't know what they do. It's called printeps, printemps. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, printemps, printemps, printemps. I don't know what that. It's, it's like a my, department my store. Was it was a, de- a department store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the vibe I got. And I also got the, I got the. Um, understanding is that the boy's dad had passed away and maybe the boy's dad was like the owner of this or, or he, he was like the um, heir mm. to like this print like company. And then when the dad died, the mom kind of took, took over the over. business and she was running it. That's kind of what I got. I gathered, but they didn't really go into that too much, but the dad was very childlike as well. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the dad had secret passages in the house that the mom didn't even know about. And only the little boy did. So the little boy had the secret passage that led down to this like basement. And there was all these toys down there. Yeah. And it was like every toy that his dad had ever owned, which that was pretty cool. I was like, I and want something his grandfather. like that. Yeah. <laughs> you ever think about like toys you had a kid as a kid and you're like, God, I wish I still had that toy. I would do, I would do absolutely nothing with it, but I would have it. Well, that's what I've spent my adulthood like doing. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. <laughs> collecting toys. <laughs> I have a fucking collection of toys that I don't play with. And some of them I don't even fucking open. <laughs> you know, I spent the better part of my uh, uh, adult life, late teens uh, into my adult life, recollecting my Star Wars figures oh, that yeah. I had. Yeah. Not only the Star Wars figures that I had, but the ones that I didn't have to the point where I had every Star Wars figure that they made from 1977 to 1985. So awesome. I had every figure. And then once I got them all, I sold them. <laughs> You're like, well, that's done. My wife goes, you spent all this time collecting. You got every single figure, all the variants and everything. She's like, you got everything. And I go, yep, now I'm done. So now I'm going to sell them all. And I sold them all. Yep, and you're like, now I'm going after every Transformer. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just strictly horror action figures <laughs> now. But, but yeah. Uh, that, that's what I did. And I was like, I was done. You know, once you're done, you're done. Yeah. It's like, Oh, now what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the, that's the problem with collecting something. You know that you collect stuff. Uh, you have posters and pinball machines and stuff. And it's like, at some point you gotta be like, well, that's enough. Yeah, exactly. You run out of space or interest. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, this doesn't do it for me anymore. I gotta move on to something else. I guess the hope is that the stuff that you're collecting will either retain or increase or in value so that when you do sell them. <laughs> yeah. It's at least at a profit. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, this is for nothing. My sister who collected beanie babies in the nineties because she thought she was going to pay a mortgage she was gonna retire. for house. Yeah. <laughs> With the beanie baby money. She's like, this princess Diana beanie baby is going to put my kid through Still college. Still got the tag on it. <laughs> She said to me one time, my sister goes, do you know that uh, these uh, Disney VHS tapes, people are selling them for thousands of dollars on eBay. And I go, yeah, that's what they're asking for. <laughs> I go, look at the sold items. And I showed her how to click on sold items. And it was like $1.58. And I was like, see, that's how much somebody's paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a similar conversation once with my mom about my old Nintendo games. She's like, those things, did you know, like each of those are worth like hundreds of dollars? I'm like, they are not. <laughs> No, it's like they're no. super rare ones that are, and I don't have any of those. No, never had them because it's like two people own them. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this kid has all this shit and he has like, and, and the mom, because, because the kid's dad's dead, I think the mom gives the kid a little bit of leeway. She's like, yeah, you can cut open the floorboards and make a fucking booty yeah, trap. And mom's always at work. So I think he also has a lot of time or it's like, Hey, I gotta, yep. boy's gotta do something to keep himself entertained. So he plays with his dog. His dog's name is J.R. And uh, he has a grandpa. His name is Pappy. 
I do think it's funny the relationship between the the boy and the grandfather because uh, when the mom's like, "Hey, you got to go get your grandfather for <laughs> breakfast," he uh, handcuffs the grandfather, wakes him up by yelling at him through a, 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 a speakers, and then he goes in there and he captures him like he's a prisoner of war. And then he comes down to his mom and he goes, uh, "Mom, I caught this prisoner. He's a diabetic, half blind old man." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Hey, easy, kid." <laughs> but he's right. He's diabetic and half blind Mm. and uh, he needs his insulin shot. Anyway, he has a good relationship with his grandfather and they sit down for breakfast and then the mom's like, look, it's Christmas Eve, but I'm on. I got to work late. Yep. Yep. And the little boy has written, he's, he's like, I don't know if I believe in Santa Claus anymore. And the mom's like, uh, you should believe in Santa Claus. And she's like, uh, did you write a list for Santa Claus? I'm like, it's Christmas Eve. If you haven't, if you don't know what your kid wants for Christmas, I at thought this that point, too. He's like, "What? Yeah, you're way late, lady." <laughs> but uh, he's like, he, "This is when he tells the mom. He's like, do you know that you can just contact Santa Claus through the Minitel?'" And the mom's like, thinking quick on her feet because she's like, "Oh fuck! If he just emails Santa Claus, I'm not going to see it." Yeah, she's she like, needs to see the. She's list. Like, you better give me the list just to be safe. Yep. So he does. She takes the list with her and she tells all of her lackeys at her job. She's like, go buy all these gifts for my kids or yeah. for my kid. Yeah. And just have it delivered to the house. Again, that rich kid whose parent is just making up for their lack of being around by buying them a bunch yeah, of exactly. presents. Yeah, exactly. Just give him whatever uh, he wants. Do you ever see the movie, The Toy with Richard Pryor? No, I think we've talked about this. Like I always wanted to see it because the box, like, I always see it at the video store all the time. Like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. I never saw it. It's really not that great. It's not that <laughs> great of a movie. It's it's fun uh, because of all the toys and like I think he's got a pinball machine and an arcade game and and stuff like that in the background. So uh, we were talking about that recently on an episode too, like uh, the um, the Black Friday episode. As a oh matter of fact, yeah, they were at the toy store. The toy has really good toys too because I remember watching that as a kid, going, "I want every toy that this kid has in his bedroom." <laughs> yep. Uh, she's like, Hey, I'm not going to be home till late. So you're going to have to go to bed and Santa Claus is not going to come unless you're asleep. So go to sleep. Yeah. And if you like try to see Santa Claus, like it'll make him really mad. So don't do that because she knows how he is. Like he's going to step and he's going to try to see Santa. She even tells him at one point that if she, if he catches Santa Claus, Santa Claus will turn into an ogre and eat him. Yeah. And he's like, Oh (laughs) shit, mom. (laughs) It's like, fuck. (laughs) I never heard that one, but that's a good one. Is thinking on her feet. His friend Pilu comes over and they're like fucking around on the computer and they're going to talk to Santa Claus. And this is where Pilu tells him uh, back to like what you said. He's like, you're probably just talking to some pervert online. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> and he's not far off from the truth. He's pretty damn close. Because the guy who he is talking to who thinks is Santa Claus is actually this fucking psychotic dude who's at a, a kiosk for this Minitel and he's put in a quarter and he can yep. get online and he's like chatting with this kid he's like pretending a, to be Santa Claus. He's like a homeless guy. Phil Collins wrote a song about him. <laughs> David got a big, I got a big boner. My mom loved the song. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, let's talk about this guy for a second. They only refer to him as uh, Santa Claus or whatever in the movie, but he, at the beginning of the movie, there's all these kids and they're playing like a snowball fight. Yeah. And he's like, and this guy goes and he wants to join in. But when he goes to join in, like all the kids leave. And yeah. Like, like oh. uh, I want to play with a, a man. Yeah. Like a 45 year old fucking gross man. <laughs> so they all leave. Um, and so he's all pissed off at the world. Uh, goes and talks to Thomas through the, the internet kiosk. 
and he's like hey tell me your address so we can play yeah and he learned some things about him too like that his mom uh, does he even say where his mom works i think he does yeah that she she's the she's the president of yeah the, so he's um, like uh this guy's probably got some money where yeah what's your address kid and then as he's talking to him uh, i think his time runs out on the on the minutel so he's like ah shit and he's like looking for another quarter but he doesn't have anything so he's like ah well oh well easy come easy but he go. does find out where the mom works so yeah, he's, he, he goes he, over to and that. he just ha- so happens to be standing uh, i think like within like 100 yards of it or something he's like ah, i'm gonna go in there now Paris is a small city, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah, he goes in there and he gets a job like as a temp worker as a Santa Claus. He does have the beard and everything. So they hire him as a Santa Claus. And as he's being Santa Claus that night, uh, this little girl's like, you're not really Santa Claus. And she pulls his fake beard off. Yeah. And this guy's like, what the fuck? And he slaps the little girl. Yep. And then the, the mom, Julie, she sees it. She's like, Thomas's mom. Yeah. And she intervenes and like, pulls him off of her and She's fires like, him fired. on the spot. She's like, go get your shit, get your pay, yeah, go to personnel, get the fuck out and, of here. Yeah, get your check and get the hell out of here. So he goes down there while the mom's boyfriend um, is like the accountant and he's or the HR guy and the accountant. I don't know. He does a lot of, he has he wears many hats. hats. Yeah. <laughs> but he's down there and uh, he's talking to the people who are supposed to be buying these presents for Thomas. And he says, uh, listen, you have to go deliver these presents, da 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 Well, Psycho Killer overhears this. Yeah, and he says, deliver them to the house. And he's like, ah. I'm going to find the house. So he, fucking Psycho Killer hops in the back of the delivery van with all the gifts. And he rides that over to the house. When he gets there, the delivery driver's getting out to deliver the presents. And uh, this guy kills him. Yup. And then he proceeds to kill the groundskeeper and the cook. Yeah, and they live on the property, but they have like a separate house. So he kills them. The caretakers, yeah. Yeah. And then he takes like spray paint or um, like Mm -hmm. it's like that fake snow that you put on like your windows or your Christmas tree or whatever. And he uses that to paint his beard and his hair. So now he's got white hair. Looks like Santa Claus. And he's dressed up in the Santa Claus outfit still. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, Thomas is in the house and he's sneaking around to go find Santa Claus. And he tells his dog, he's like, you wait here because if I get caught and I don't get presents, at least you'll get presents. <laughs> and he set up all the cameras and everything too. He's like, I'm going to catch, I'm going to catch this guy. Yeah. But it was kind of a sweet moment with his dog. Cause he's yeah. like, listen, if I don't get any presents, I don't care, but I want you to be able to get presents. So you just <laughs> wait right here. I thought that was cute, mm-hmm. but he goes downstairs and, uh, he's like, um, under the, the table, like waiting, like eye and everything. And his mom calls, and he answers and the mom's like, you look, you got to go to bed. And he's like, all right, I'll go to bed. And he actually does fall asleep, but under the table, mm-hmm. he wakes up to the sound and he looks and here comes fucking Santa Claus down the chimney. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Like we see the boots come down it's like, oh, and he's like, oh yep. shit, this is really happening. Yep. And he's got a sack of presents on his back and he's like, holy fuck, it's really happening. And all of a sudden his dog JR shows up and Thomas is like, Trying not to get yeah, Santa yeah, Claus like, to no, notice no, no, that no, he's under quiet, there. He's like, quiet. get away, get away. Well, the dog know, knows that something's wrong because this is the fucking killer, obviously, right? And the dog starts uh, attacking Santa Claus to which point Santa like, Claus grabs a knife and stabs the fucking dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dog's like barking at him and tugging at his coat and everything. He does. He grabs um like a cake server kind of knife thing and just yeah. pfft, stabs it in the neck kills it yeah to which i was like oh shit i did not see that jr coming. is dead 
Well, Thomas uh, gets found out from Santa Claus and he runs. Yeah, and there's hides, a little chase. Goes and grabs uh, Grandpa and they sneak out. Like he, he has all these fucking secret passages and stuff. So he actually sneaks out. They get to the car. Yep, which Thomas had been working on earlier. I don't understand this point, David. They have this old piece of shit car. Maybe it's got some sentimental value. I, I know that too. Like this is like a, an immensely rich family. Like why do they have a piece of shit car that the kid has to fix? Yeah, I mean, they can't get another car. Like, let the kids still work on this fucking piece of shit, but, like, whatever. Say, they don't have multiple cars? Yeah. Anyway, Grandpa can't see anything, but he just goes with Thomas. He's like, all right, let's go. Like, he's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's telling Thomas, he's like, hurry up, hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. Because now he's freaked out. The car won't start. Santa Claus comes, and Santa Claus proceeds to bash the fucking car and he to smithereens. And he smashes his own head through the windshield. Uh, yes. Yeah, and then grabs, uh, what did he grab, like a pipe or something? I don't remember. And he starts, yeah, beating the shit out of the out of the car. Like a sledgehammer or yeah, something. Like yeah, Michael Jackson, black or white uh, music video style. <laughs> the, ah! end of, the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> they get out of the car without getting caught, and uh, they run away again. Yeah, and Thomas, this is where he gets kind of like in Rambo mode. Uh, fight or flight. <laughs> We're going to have to probably fight this yeah, guy off. This so. is my house. I've got to protect it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he gives Grandpa a walkie-talkie, and he's like, hey, Grandpa, you hide here, but like we'll use this to communicate. And I think he's got Grandpa. He hides him down in the basement. In the toy room, yeah. And uh, he goes out, and he starts he starts luring uh, the, the killer in certain areas where he knows he can, like, trap him. And Thomas wants to get to his mom's room because his mom has a phone. So he's like, oh, we need to get yep. to a phone so we can call the police. He does eventually get up there, but the killer gets up there first. Yeah, he was there first. <laughs> and so Thomas has to sneak out of the window, and now he's on the roof, and he's sliding down. At one point, he does send a message through the Minitel, and his friend Pailu gets it. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And, and he sends a second message to uh, his mom's work, um, but the and mm-hmm. this is all happening while the mom keeps trying to call the house and she can't get through. She has her boyfriend also calling; he can't get through. And while they the, can't get through to the caretakers, either. yeah. And while he's calling, we see it like come through, basically like a fax, uh, but he doesn't see yeah. it either. No, because they're busy doing stuff. Uh, Pilu does come over and uh, lures Santa Claus away and goes and calls the cops. Yeah, because he escapes mm-hmm. Santa Claus, which I was thankful for. I thought he was going to get killed. I thought he was going to get killed too, but yeah, he gets away. Thomas goes and grabs Grandpa, and uh, he hides him in a suit of armor. <laughs> I thought that was pretty, which smart. I thought was kind of smart. Yeah. And uh, he starts setting up a bunch of booby traps. He buries his dog. That was sad. That scene was really sad. Like uh, it has the all, dog's like, like a, tongue is hanging out. Uh, yeah, and he's like, carrying the, the dead body. And then there's like a couple quick flashes of like the boy and the dog in happier dog times. Oh, yeah, it was sad. But uh, he hurts his leg at one point, and then he fashions a fucking splint. That's right. Because doesn't Santa stab his leg or something? Something happens. Yeah. They have the a bunch cutter. of. There's, I mean, the whole movie is just a big cat and mouse thing, and they have lots of encounters, and he always gets away, and yep. yeah, he gets injured a couple times. Yep, and then he injures Santa Claus a couple times, and then, uh, but ultimately, David, it doesn't end up like Home Alone. Well, kind of, I guess it does, but there's no fucking old man Marley uh, hitting him with a <laughs> shovel. Let's get you home. It's <laughs> he gets caught by the killer yeah he catches him the killer but the killer doesn't say he's gonna eat off his fingers uh he says uh i win you lose 
Now I go hide and you come find me. Yeah. So this uh, whole thing, uh, (laughs) this whole thing, David, is this guy's psychotic, right? And all he wants to do is play. He's very childlike. He wants to play with with, yeah. And so from the beginning scene with the snowball fight, he just wanted to play with those kids and he just wants to play pretend and he wants to play all this stuff. And then when he gets called out for being a creep, he gets pissed off. Yeah. And that's when he starts. That's when the killing starts. That's when the killing starts. Um, so he wanted to play with this kid. Then when he catches him, he's not killing him. He's just like, okay, now your turn. Yeah. And he's like, you count to 20. Okay. No cheating. All right. Like he's being very yeah. playful about it. And the kid's like, uh, one, like, un, deux, deux, trois. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's my extent of counting in, in French, but <laughs> it's better than trois. me. <laughs> oh, and while uh, Santa Claus is running to go hide, um, grandpa in the meantime, in the suit of armor, uh, he needs insulin really bad. So Thomas is like, it's I got to get to the establish care- that at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And he has to get to the caretaker's house cause there's no insulin in the house. And I think the caretakers are yep. the ones that usually supply that. So he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I gotta, I gotta get over there and get it before my grandpa dies. So he goes over there and, uh, he discovers the caretakers are dead. He finally gets the insulin and he goes back to grandpa. He calls and, the cops uh, too. He d- yep. And he injects, uh, Oh, I thought Pilu called the cops. I can't remember, but he also, I think he does, because he gets on the, because, oh yeah, the police are already there, but he, had, uh, Santa Claus had killed one of the cops. So he, yeah. the, the kid, uh, Thomas is driving the police car and he gets on the walkie talkie or whatever. And it's like, Hey, and Santa Claus pops up from the back and he's like, yeah. you cheated. You cheated. <laughs> it's like, fuck. <laughs> so he gets back in and he shoots grandpa up with his drugs. Grandpa's okay. Right. And now Thomas is caught by Santa Claus and, uh, they're in a little scuffle and Thomas has a gun. And he actually drops it. He does shoot Santa, but Santa comes back up. Yeah, I think it gets him like in the shoulder or something. Grandpa grabs the gun. Grandpa can't see shit. <laughs> and it's all foggy and we're looking from his perspective. And Grandpa just goes, duck, Thomas. And Thomas gets down and bang. Gets him. And we don't see it. Yeah. But presumably. But we see the end. We yeah, see the end him. result. He got him. And Thomas is standing over him. And then mom comes home. And mom goes, uh. She's like, oh, Thomas, you know, whatever. And Thomas goes, uh, uh, it's my fault, mom. I just wanted to see him. Yep. Which I thought was such a touching moment. It's actually making me kind of well up right now because it was such a touching moment because he's like, this whole thing is my fault. I just wanted to see Santa Claus. And it's yeah. like that childlike it's the innocence. Yeah. That innocence of like, if I wouldn't have stayed up, none of this would have happened. Yeah. He doesn't even realize the guy was know. just a fucking lunatic. Yeah. He was a fucking psycho. And now, like, the whole concept of Santa Claus is completely ruined for him. <laughs> like, Santa Claus is kind and of a dick. And that kid grows up to be fucking Ricky Caldwell in Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the movie. Yeah. That, that's how the movie ends. Um, so I'm, I'll go to you first. I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of start this one off. Sure. Um, I really liked this movie. It, it was, I mean, I was kind of expecting, uh, just reading the synopsis, that it was going to be a Home Alone ripoff kind of thing yeah. and it really wasn't i mean we already touched on this but it has a lot in common with with home alone but it's still pretty different uh i thought the kid was interesting he annoyed me at mm-hmm. first i was like oh this kid's a little brat <laughs> um, but i grew to i grew to like him uh, i liked his relationship yeah. with his grandpa uh, i thought the dog thing was really sad like it had moments of sadness um the way it was shot there was some cool camera work and angles and stuff i liked the house the mm-hmm. giant castle it was cool um there really wasn't a whole lot that I didn't like. I, it was just, it was a weird movie. 
Um, but I like that it kind of shifts gears. Like the second that dog gets stabbed, the movie just Dude, flips. And then the second half of the movie dark. is just fucking bonkers. Uh, hide and go seek and cat and mouse and Santa Claus popping out and the kid getting away. Um, just a, yeah. There was a lot happening, a lot of action. Um, so I really liked this movie. I would absolutely watch it again. I'm between a three and a three and a half. Uh, tis the season. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go three and a half on this one and give it a, a higher rating. David, you and I, same wavelength right now. <laughs> three and a half is what I gave it to. Nice. So it averages averages a three and a half. Funny how that works out. Um, I really like this movie. I love this movie, actually. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought exactly like you. The first half of the movie has got funny moments. Uh, I actually liked the kid right from the jump. I thought he was awesome. I thought <laughs> him dressing up like Rambo and going around I the thought house. I that was cool. Just like, a little... His interaction with his grandpa at first was like, is this kid a little brat? Like a little shit? But he really nah, wasn't. He's just playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the humor at the beginning I thought was great. Um, I thought, uh, like, the, like you said, I thought the grandpa was good. Um, there was a couple of things in the story that I thought could have been better. And what I mean by that is the killer could have been fleshed out a little bit more, meaning we could have, yeah. uh, I would have liked to understand what exactly like, listen, it, it's, it's not a hard concept and I understand why they didn't do it. Cause that's not the important thing. The important thing is the whole story. But I think to make it a better, more interesting movie, like if we could have disliked the killer a little bit more, mm-hmm. seen him kill and do some nasty Seems do shit. more bad stuff besides the dog. It would have, we would have liked it as an audience to see him get his comeuppance. Yeah. Also to get his comeuppance, I would have liked to see it happen. Like that's the best part about like a, a, a horror movie or a revenge type movie is when the bad person gets the shit. You see happen. it happen. Yeah. And his death is yeah. off camera, which was kind of weird. It's off camera. And it's kind of like, well, he was just a sad, pathetic psycho. Yeah. You know, he wasn't anybody that I really, truly hated. Cause the people that he killed, like besides the dog, um, I was like, I didn't know those people. Yeah, at all. Well, like yeah, the there was like no scene really with them. There were a couple no. of um, strange continuity things too. I don't know if you picked up on, but there was like one part where the Santa Claus guy caught him, and then we cut yeah. to like the parents or the mom or some other scene, and then we cut back, and now the kid's hiding again. And I was like, wait, didn't the guy just catch him? Like, what what just happened? Yeah, I rewound that. I did too. I rewound that because <laughs> I was like, did I miss something? Um, yeah, it's like no. Again, it could have been just the edit that we that we saw. Um, maybe you know it could have been it could have been re-edited for whatever purposes. But yes, there was a couple of continuity things. That I was like, mm, I don't know what I, an idea that I had that I thought would have been cool to explore, and maybe for time constraints, it wouldn't have worked. But the mom's boyfriend at one point he says to her, "Like you go home, I'll take care of the accounting." And I was thinking, this fucker. I thought that too, because he was like, unless you don't trust me. And I was like, is this guy a bad guy? So what I was thinking was, wouldn't it have been kind of cool, so to speak, to have it be almost like the boyfriend hired this guy. This has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with what actually happened. Like this wouldn't have happened. But the story could have been like the there was something in the house that the boyfriend wanted, right? Or needed to, to embezzle money fucking diehard style, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he sends this guy in dressed as Santa Claus to like break in. Well, while the guy breaks in, little does the boyfriend know that the kid is like some fucking super genius, right? Because the guy's never, the boyfriend's never met the kid because the mom's like, oh, I don't want you to meet my Mm -hmm. kid because his dad died and he's not ready for it. 
the kid's this super genius and the kid fucking torments and kills this fucking guy and then we find out that douchebag boyfriend has been along and then the mom could have i had this whole other story yeah, like figured out in my head and i was like that would have been fucking awesome yeah <laughs> yeah i thought that was weird too because they, they they did kind of set something weird up with the boyfriend but it just turned out he was a good guy but i thought that scene was yep. odd as well because like when it happened i was like hmm might that come back later and then it didn't and then i felt dumb <laughs> that I thought could have fleshed out the story a little bit more and made me care about the, and that would have given me a higher rating if, if yeah, all that stuff yeah. would have happened. But three and a half is a fucking good rating for a movie. It's a French film that's over 30 years old at this point. Um, and uh, I, I really think that I would watch it again, definitely. And uh, I would highly recommend people watch it. Agreed. Um, you can watch it. Would we say shutter? Shutter AMC, AMC plus like, uh, one thing that I didn't mention was this Elaine Lelane <laughs> uh, uh, guy uh, who plays Thomas, who did such a good job. Uh, he does visual effects now, and he worked as like the senior visual effects person for this company on The Batman, oh, Suicide cool. Squad, and Black Widow. That's awesome. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. So he does visual effects. I forgot to mention that well earlier. Well done, Thomas. It's all grown up. Yeah. Well done, Elaine Lelane. <laughs> If you have any thoughts on Deadly Games, Pierre three six one five code Pierre Noel, dial code Santa Claus, Game Over, Hide and Freak, Silent Night, Deadly Night, whatever the fuck you want to call this movie, <laughs> Wiener Bratzen Schossen Schnosen. <laughs> you can contact us. How can they contact us, David? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, Hive, YouTube. Just search the Swearwolves on Instagram. Search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I believe the French say, Joya Noel. Joya Noel. That's how they say it. That means Merry Christmas, David. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, Swearwolves, episode 200-something. This is what, 223? 20, 223, yep. It's a lot of fucking episodes. Where does the time go? It goes by so fast. <laughs> we were just... We were so we were, young. We were just boys. Yeah, um, just babes. We didn't even have our pubes. Our balls hadn't dropped yet. <laughs> you know? Like, our voices hadn't changed. Like, if you go back mm-hmm. and listen to our old episodes, we talk like this. Oh. Like, oh, welcome to the swear world. like this. Oh, oh. oh. oh God, David.
Oh, this movie's got breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> I gave it five boners. <laughs> <laughs>